0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hey guys, it's Eric from Role Models. Do you have some spare cash laying around and you're into findom? Well, feel free to be dominated by us in our podcast. That's patreon.com slash role models. R-O-L-L-M-O-D-E-L-S. We will subject you to the most embarrassment you've ever felt in your entire life. It will be incredibly shameful, and we will appreciate it. Anyway, have a great night.
3: Hello. This is Role Models, a D and D podcast that you should absolutely not let your children listen to. I am your daddy DM and resident homosexual, Nick, free of monkeypox and vaccinated. Thank you very much. With atta us, boy, proud of <laughs> Thanks. With us, we have my friends and our players: Aaron, Metal Lark, Lark, Lantier, Eric. Oi, my name is Topo Macosplain. Somebody's been watching the boys. Yes. Oh, and we have Jenny.
4: Bradley Lamb, And we have Emily. My name is Chuck.
3: And we have our producer, Jaren. Boomst isn't here, but thanks, Jaren. All right. Last time on Role Models, the 10s looked to escape the dungeons of Dawnkeep so that they could rescue Ambassador Shin from an assassination attempt. In a hidden part of the wall, they discovered a secret door, bringing them to a vault of heretical items, Ooh, including a sinister-looking tome that Hadley took, a robe with a number of patches, which create the object on the patch when pulled off, a bag of holding, and an immovable rod. Using a boat patch from the robes, the tens sailed to Rosecliff and made it to Shins in time to fight Bertie Clement, the third Clement triplet, a zealous barbarian. Hadly lit the emb- embassy on fire and Shin handed the party a magic mug that would grant <laughs> <I> them entry. <laughs> yeah, literally lit it on fire in the middle of combat. What? And then you guys debated for a solid 20 minutes about what to do whilst it was on fire. It was very it was exciting. bullet
0: time.
2: Yeah, it yeah. To be the- fair, you know, scholars have been studying the trolley problem for centuries. So who are we to you know not, not not do our part in that?
3: Not sure this was the trolley problem, but anyways, you uh, got given a magical been, bug. But she was
4: already dead.
3: Yeah, you guys had killed this. You were basically the question was like, leave the body to burn or not? And then you were talking about dental records. I mean, you guys really went there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, like in, in the in the the theoretical trolley problem, the other people, the people on the other side of the tracks were us. So. Very, very metaphysical, I feel like. Yeah, and, and the choice was leave the body to burn or don't. <laughs> but anyways, you all got a magic mug from Ambassador Shin, where he fused it with the magic charm that will grant you entry into Silvershore should you ever make your way there. And he also gave Lark research notes on the Genasi. The Tens, now fugitives from the body of Bruska, decided to see if they could cash in a favor with Lambert the person they rescued that works at the museum and that's where we left off
0: we also did get paid our money for miss loretta
3: great recap you guys also went to miss loretta and you got paid for the dealing with the neighborhood watch
0: as the like group banker group accountant we did get paid
1: and we leveled up right
3: and you did level up yes
1: okay but no long rest
3: not yet Okay.
1: Um, can, uh, can we take like a moving short rest as we find Lambert?
3: Well, you know that the museum's pretty close to Loretta's, so you could probably make your way to the museum first, and then worry about taking a rest of sorts there.
1: Okay. Cool.
2: What level should we be theoretically? Of course.
3: Uh, theoretically, you should be level three. I knew that, and I was testing you. Good job, mm-hmm. Nick. And what level are you now theoretically? theoretically i will be three by the end of this interaction <laughs> all right dope so you all make your way to the museum which i know i say a weird way but i don't know how to say it appropriately so i'm just gonna say it the way i say it museum and you uh head over to the ticket counter where lambert is working and he sees you all and he goes
1: oh, oh hey guys hi you you remember
3: us yeah yeah you look a little different with the light on you know like the sun is setting, it's not quite dark yet. When I saw you guys at night, you're a lot hotter now.
1: Oh, great. I think that's a compliment. Um oh, yeah, I so, don't mean you
3: weren't hot. I just mean like, wow, like you're really hot now.
1: Why, thank you. I check my contour in a nearby mirror. So Lambert, buddy, pal, I think we need to cash in that favor.
3: Uh, oh, need, uh, what do you what do you need?
1: I think we just need a place to lie low for a little bit. And I kind of look around and check with the tens. Like, yeah, we want to lie low?
0: Yeah, and maybe also do you know how to smuggle people out of the city by chance?
3: Uh, Long shot. Who?
1: Long
0: shot, but I mean, uh, if you don't ask, the answer is going to be no.
3: You need to get
0: smuggled out of the city? No, I mean, maybe hypothetically, a friend of ours.
3: Oh, okay. So hypothetically you're fugitives? No. Great. I mean, I'm not opposed. I do owe you guys a blood debt.
0: Okay, then we might be. Okay,
3: just good information. You know, based on if you were hypothetically a fugitive or not, I might smuggle differently. I don't know if I can smuggle you out, but I could give you a pretty good disguise or like, hold on, come back here. Let's get out of the public eye. Guinevere, I'm taking my break. And you hear a lady out. Okay, just be back in 15 minutes.
4: Oh my god! Fifteen minute break. I
3: think. (laughs) Mike uh, Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Yeah, fifteen minutes non-eating break. You know. Uh,
2: We actually we have to cut that. Disney will come after us, and we will no longer have a podcast.
3: I think we can say Mike Wazowski.
0: Honestly, I would be just the, like, the idea that this even reaches anyone who is associated with Disney is such a long shot that I think we're good. We
3: could probably pay the legal fees because then we'd be really popular. (laughs) Uh, But in fact, nobody listens to us. So anyways, Lambert leads you back into the break room of the museum where there's a couple of other staff and they're kind of eating and chatting and he says... Oh, okay. So you all need to get out of here. What we could do is, so we have some like, we do some like shipments back and forth, you know? So like, maybe you guys could be couriers for the museum. I'll give you some like cool museum swag jackets and it'll make it look like you work for us. And then, you know, you could just like go about your business and then get out of here.
1: I mean, yeah. No complaints here. Great, Are great, the jackets great. fitted or cropped?
3: Um, we'll have to, you know, they're standard size. So we'll just have to see what fits you and what we have in stock um, okay. or quant, I mean, you know, what's here. Your...
1: Yeah, that's also, not great, but
3: my okay. problem. I mean, my, you know, I think this could be worked through, but the thing that you would need to get to deliver for us isn't here.
1: Okay. And what is this thing? And where might it be?
3: Just a couple of crates of artifacts. And, you know, they eventually need to end up in solitude. You got to give them to the Historians Guild over there. This is part of our deal with them. We give them some artifacts, they give us some artifacts, kind of like an exchange of artifacts. You know, they excavate new ones all the time out there for us. Anyways, yeah, so the crates, they're in Brine Break, which is, you know, the
0: other big spire baby what are in these what are these artifacts are we
1: participating in some weird smuggling like colonial thievery ring
3: is this a sex thing some of the artifacts might be sex objects go and roll an insight check anything can be if you're brave enough
1: yeah much like myself
3: (laughs) roll go ahead and roll an insight check
0: i rolled a 10 All of us roll an inside check?
3: Yeah. I mean, whoever, oh. yeah, if you guys are curious
2: about what's happening. That's a, a um, big old 17 for the Toppermeister.
4: Got a 15. Okay. Hi, uh, Chuck. I've rolled an eight.
3: Great. So, Topper and LARP, you get the sense that this is maybe not, this might be a little bit black market trading of artifacts.
1: A little bit. I mean, it's not a gray market.
3: It's certainly not above board.
1: Okay.
2: I'm really struggling to to conjure up the words in an Australian accent. Given this knowledge, crikey! <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so we think it's black market, or at I mean, least
2: at least gray.
1: gray.
2: Okay, that, that's never stopped us from operating before. So, right, I'm seeing green lights. No,
0: but y'all, we're yeah. like, we're already real wanted. Right. Yeah, what,
2: so, what's, what's the
1: timeline? Oh, I was just gonna say, like we already wanted. We're no, but are I mean, like, oh, wow. you telling
0: me that they don't have an empty crate that we could pretend to guard, wearing these unfitted coats, and walk out the city? Why do huh. the crates actually have to have things?
2: Well, because yeah, I didn't think that uh, I mean, the the life that we were, you know, cashing in on it was just actually another responsibility that we needed to take care of. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. I can't just give uniforms out without, I don't know, like hiring somebody to do it. So it's kind of like a, you know, uh, two birds, one scone situation, if that makes sense. Also, if you get stopped at any point by the guards and you open up empty crates, good luck explaining that.
0: Well, I mean, good luck explaining any of it if they stop us and ask us Shit about these artifacts, babe. We yeah, don't know, but at
3: least they'll be artifacts. You see what I'm saying? And but then if you just they're make black up,
0: market artifacts, well, we're also gonna some
3: be most guards probably won't know that. You know, I've never said black market, I never said black market. You know, his and plan, here's the thing
0: so our just... options are they open up crates and it's empty or they open up crates and it's drugged.
3: It's definitely
0: his not. Plan is
4: that we put on a costume and walk around? We can do that ourselves. I've been wearing my Duke costume this whole time, I change back into my regular clothes, I'm incognito. I don't need anybody in this room right now.
0: Oh, that's right. Chuck could abandon us at any time. Just I could abandon you head. at
4: any time. And <laughs> keep that in mind. Yeah. I think he's got a stupid plan and he's not a very clever man. But I do think that we can also make like a boxy, oversized jacket look work that's kind of in right now. So I'm, I could So, do, What would you what say color. if we, we told
2: the grippers where you are? Honestly, I'm giving up on it. It's it's too tough to do. No, it's fine. It's, I like it. This is longer like than you've
0: committed to any of the other. That's, That's
2: not true. I did the French one for a full episode. I'm pretty sure.
0: I listened
1: to it today. The French continues.
4: Oh, did not clock that as French.
3: Yeah, don't yeah. give up the Australian so easily, my guy. You know, trust yourself. We'll see. We'll see. Lean I'll, I'll practice. I'll practice in the mirror. Uh, so you, you're threatening him now with the the grippers. Yeah,
2: I'm just saying. So, like, what if what if grippers were to uh, somehow. You know, find out that you're here and... Um, well, then they might know.
3: find out that you're here. I don't know if they'd like that
2: either. Well, I'm just saying I'm it just sounds sadically. like a lot of us have a lot on our line right now. And I think we can handle ourselves against the Grippers. We showed you that we can do that. And it doesn't seem like you could.
3: Roll a deception check because that's a lie. It's a 16. Okay. Okay. I understand that you can deal with the grippers. I'm just saying that this would be a very good cover and you'd be a lot less conspicuous if you were, I don't know, carrying crates through the city and you were wearing museum outfits be a lot less likely to stop you. That's all I'm saying.
0: Well, how about this? What if, if we actually do this for you, we're like legit working for you, not just like a cover. So we should be paid as if we're actual couriers
3: well, the payment on the other end would be from our uh, connections at the Historians Guild, um, and they might be willing to pay you in some items, actually, some powerful artifacts.
1: Interesting. Are you unionized?
4: Just be
3: like,
1: I'm yeah, not are we
4: there? scabs?
3: No, we are. we are. I am unionized, and they're unionized, but you're not, so... I didn't notice any
2: giant inflatable rats outside the museum. So I think we're probably okay right now, but I just want to make sure there's not one being blown up in the near future.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. I I noticed that there was no fantasy inflatable rats being blown up in front of the museum. Um, I, so I just don't wonder. know what
3: you're talking
2: about
1: Unions will blow up Giant inflatable rats and put them in front of Stores that are like union busters Or like cool, 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 Construction cool. sites yeah and you're just like Oh okay don't go there There's no and the giant
3: fantasy inflatable like high. Rats being blown up Outside the museum
1: Okay so we're not scabs Correct. comforting
3: Listen we've had worse ideas Let's do this
0: Okay yeah let's do it yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. All right.
3: Great. Um. I mean, I knew that we could uh, reach. You know, this is a good. This is a new mutually beneficial relationship that we're forming, right? Um, but if this is just it-
0: just a mutually beneficial relationship, then do you still owe us a favor?
3: Yeah. The favor is I'm giving you this really good job that you're going to get some strong artifacts at the end of. That's the favor.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well. All right. So we're going to Brine Bar.
3: So you're going to go to. So what's going to happen is you're going to go to Brine Break, and specifically, yeah. you've got to go to a place called Sir Galleon's Galloway. And there you'll find Sir Galleon who will have the crates ready for you. Take the crates and then you head on over to Solitude. Solitude is the desert city in the middle of the you know, continent. So super great, super cool. And then there you're going to look for somebody named Akiva Kiva. She works for the Historian's Guild and she'll uh, take it from you and make a deal.
1: Do we have a map of the continent
3: you do. You have seen a map of the continent before. Let me pull it up really quick again for y'all.
1: Yeah. Like, are we going to know once we get the goods yeah, how you, to make our way to Solitude?
3: You would know how to do it. The biggest issue is getting out of Lothmar. Like, you probably can't take the main path. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Here, really quickly. Hang on. Is...
4: I'm from Solitude, right?
3: You are. Yes. So
4: I know how to get there.
3: You do, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I never that, said you. That guys feels like something you you would,
2: you would tell us instead of asking. Yeah,
4: but I'm also from it's solitude. A very I know. Like, the way. Am
3: I from there? Uh, can you guys see the map? So you're yes, here, sir, yeah. on the west coast. Okay. You would have to go here towards the east, towards the middle. Great. So Lambert says, um, and uh, it's getting pretty dark out. So you guys might want to, you know, I could keep you guys here. You can sleep here. There's a storeroom that nobody knows about. You can take a a nap, or uh, a rest that's long. And then uh, tomorrow morning, you cut over to Sir Galleon's Galloway's, and then get out of town.
0: Great. Sounds great. Awesome. Um, Did someone write down those names? Uh-huh. Okay, great.
2: Sir Galleon's <laughs> Galloway? But then
0: there was like Akita, Akiva. Akiv,
2: Akiva, Akiva. Um, I didn't write that down. I just have fantastic memory.
3: It's Akiva, Akiva of the Historian's Guild, and Sir Galleon, who owns Sergallion's Galloway. Okay, great. So you guys can take a long rest. Um, Is there anything you guys want to do on your long rest? For instance, Hadley, you got that book. Lark, you got those research notes. Chuck, your body's going through some changes.
0: Can I look at the book?
3: Yeah, go ahead and look at the book. You see the cover of the book is jet black cover with metal letters like scribed on the front of it. They're in a language that you do not recognize. Um, However, you can comprehend essentially what it's saying. The letters have very sharp features, like they're very pointed, if that makes sense. And as you read the book, the first couple of pages make a ton of sense. And then the deeper and deeper you go, the more and more complex it gets. And it's almost like a math textbook, like it builds on itself as you skip ahead towards the end. You can kind of get it, but like you don't have the basis underneath it to be Mm -hmm. able to do the magics that it's talking about.
0: What does it say on the front? Like what do the letters say?
3: Go ahead and roll a intelligence check.
0: That's a 20, 30, 20.
3: Okay. The book is called Shadowfall Incarnation of Wrath. Oh. Do you want to, is there anything else you want to do with the book?
0: I don't think so right now. I mean, I think I just need to get more experience so that I can read the rest of it.
3: Uh, is there like an in in
2: about the author on one of the inside covers? There's a little
0: biopic at the back of the entity? And it says like, the entity writes from their home in wherever.
3: Sadly, there is no bio or about the author.
0: That's interesting. What a shame.
3: Self-published. Good for them.
2: So on our way to the museum, did we notice that There was like wanted signs of us going up around the city? You haven't noticed that. Okay. So like my folks would not know that I was in big trouble?
3: Presumably they wouldn't. Okay. You don't know if the grippers have like reached out separately to them or something though? I think with my long rest, I
2: will write a note to be sent to my mother, but I'm going to write it in druidic so that not a lot of people would be able to read it. And I'm basically just going to give her the lowdown on what's going on in town and why I'm skipping it. So she might not hear from me for a little bit and to tell Pa and everyone else that uh, we're good and safe. Okay. June, what what details do you include in it? I guess I'm just going to tell her got into some trouble with the grippers, got to skip town for a bit. I feel like Topper's probably done this because he's, he's a dramatic boy. So it might not be like, the f- it's the first time it's actually been necessary, but it's not the first time he sent a note like this. And they all just kind of laugh it off. And then he comes back the next day and they laugh at him for
3: being a drama aficionado. Great. So go ahead and give me a sleight of hand check. And this is just going to be sort of a, I don't know, how lucky you are in it being delivered without someone reading it. Sixteen. Uh, Great. Cool. Um, so, so you get that message to like a carrier pigeon. There's there's all sorts of stuff like that in town um, and it heads towards the warren to deliver that to your parents. Anybody else want to do anything long rest wise?
1: Yes, I would like to look at this research that Ambassador Shin handed to me.
3: Great. Um, so the research you got given is research on Genasi. And as you're thumbing through the leaflet of papers, you discover a lot of research indicating that Genasi parents are largely absent from their children's lives. This is something that he had told you, in fact, in person. Then there are sort of like all these notes. And then in the margins, you can see like red writing where like Shin wrote something in. And here are a couple of his in the margin notes. What is the link between the elemental planes and the wilds? Another one reads, elemental planes unstable, question mark. And the final note is underlined in red at the end and reads Genasi missing question mark question mark.
1: So Genasi parents. So my mother is a genie. Is that what parents of Genasi?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Parents no, no, no. of Genasi. Just to yes. No, it's okay. a good clarifying question.
1: So Ambassador Shin seems to believe that He's, well, he's done some research that indicates that there's a connection between the elemental planes. And do, do I know what that is?
3: Go ahead and roll a history check with advantage. Okay, 12. Great. You know that the elemental planes are the primary source of power for genies. So this is where the elementals sort of have gifted genies power over time. And so you know of it, you've never been there.
1: Okay, interesting cool
3: great any other checks or things you want to do with the notes no chuck your claws are really sharp
4: all the better to eat you with my dear
3: and your fangs are bigger
4: yeah i'm a big tough boy
3: and your tail seems longer and spinier
4: that one's on you
3: Chuck is a path of, the, uh, path of the beast barbarian now. So Chuck gets to use natural attributes to fight. So I'm trying to hint at that. Great. Anything else you want to do, y'all, before the long rest?
4: Do so I need a map? Where is it all in here?
3: You don't need a map. You could get back to solitude pretty easily.
4: I can get back to solitude pretty e- easily because I, Chuck, a beautiful, gorgeous lizard lady, am from solitude.
3: That's right. Yep. It's your hometown. Yes. Yeah. Be ashamed if Chuck died or disappeared or abandoned (laughs) this party.
0: I really like the phrase beautiful gorgeous lizard lady and I would like us all to use it more often.
3: It could be the name of the episode, beautiful gorgeous lizard lady.
4: Um, (laughs) You can use it in my memory if it comes into (laughs) into need.
3: Wonderful. So the uh, sound of sleeping plays and everybody gets a long rest so you all can restore resources and whatnot. And uh, morning breaks and you hear a little at the door and lambert says y'all decent hadley
0: no i'm here oh well who's knocking
3: maybe it's a relative
0: of mine sorry
3: i just i got excited i said y'all
0: Oh, mama
3: i'm not your mom okay can i come in are you guys good let's go on all right great uh so it's morning uh you guys ready to get the show on the road
0: yep we're ready go get steal your Uh, drugs and bring them back they're not
3: drugs uh and you don't have to bring them back um you got to bring them to solitude please don't bring them back bring them to solitude
0: okay then can we get our costumes now
3: he pulls a rack through the door on like wheels you know it's like one of those like bellhop cards yeah there you go on wheels but like yeah costume rack plus bellhop i don't know um a
0: wardrobe rack
3: a wardrobe rack on wheels and it's got a, a bunch of various sizes of museum courier outfits which you know a good dm would have thought of the name of this, this museum but i'm not a good dm so the name of the museum is the field museum hi chicago um,
1: uh, what color are the jackets
3: uh they're brown like a tan oh. and yeah it's it's not cute It's very like... It is cute.
4: I love it. (sighs) Beige, neutrals. Yes, something to mix it up a bit.
3: Um, Let's go ahead and see um, sizes. Lark, go ahead and roll a d20. This is a luck check to see if they have a size that fits you.
1: Okay, it was a 15 and then it rolled to a 7.
3: So it was a 7. Yeah, so (laughs) there's nothing that really fits you that well. Very baggy and boxy on you.
1: Okay, so can I grab one that is like... Bagging boxy, that's fine. Is there like a a belt situation available? No. Really? Mark. Okay, we'll, then can we'll I grab on the road?
0: Because okay. we can definitely do like a belt.
1: cinch I i think I have a belt on my leather traveler's cloak. You do. I think I would mm-hmm. like to cinch my great courier's uniform so it gives a little It's very cloak. like
3: space mistress jumpsuit now. Great. Yeah. Hadley, go ahead and give me a D20. We're gonna see how if you uh okay you got a well-fitting dress here or outfit not dress as in you know.
0: <gasps> i rolled a nat fucking 20. <laughs> hadley,
4: this hadley, is such a waste
3: such a waste of a 20. hadley puts on and she i she, disagree it is perfectly tailored for her she looks oh hotter in fact in this it's actually the only one that's not like a, a
2: neutral color. It's actually yeah, the color you want. Like it the whole a, time. Yeah, it's
3: got it's got a retro logo of the Field Museum on it. But the retro logo is doper than the new logo. So Love it's, it. it's very solid.
0: Y'all should we just like be couriers? Like for good. Hey, it's yeah. working. I, I will let you know great.
2: shortly after I find out how
3: my outfit fits okay, on me.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Everybody else uh, try them on.
3: Topper, go ahead and give me a, a luck check. That's a big old eight. Looks a lot like uh how
2: Larks looked on Lark. Cool. Um, hey Lambert, does this come in pastels? It's really been my palette for the season. We're just curious if there's anything in a
3: pastel. Nope, this is what we have. Sorry. Cool. This Do you think you're official, gonna get any
2: pastel? This is the official Museum
3: color scheme. So this is like this is the colors we're allowed to order. And as you can see, no pastels here. So sorry. Gotcha. Uh Chuck, go ahead and give me a left check.
4: Bye. And I'm not mad about that, because what's the name of the designer that I can't remember, and Chuck doesn't know either, who does those, like, really, like, comically oversized dresses? you know who I'm talking about?
2: Oh, uh, Laurent
1: Foll. I know that's not right. But I don't know what it is.
4: (laughs) I also know that's not right. But I'm also not going to spend much longer here trying to figure it out, because, um, It is not a reference that plays clearly. And also, I don't know who it is, but um, thank you very much. I will take my uh, tent now, please.
3: Okay. um, If you remember who that designer is, you have to tell us because I want to know. Okay, great. So you all are in your hilarious looking outfits with the exception of Hadley Lamb, who just looks impeccable um clearly the leader of this career group I at this mean, point. clearly
0: my score equaled the rest of their scores combined so like
3: wow look at that math 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 cool and lambert says wow uh you look great to hadley and then looks at the Thanks, rest of you and goes maybe. okay yeah uh, oh you guys a, a team here looking looking like a, a team all right uh, yeah. right, I have good. to say,
2: Lambert, you, you called us really hot about five minutes ago. and Oh, um, I'd still fuck
3: you, but that's not that's not the question. Well.
0: Lambert, you're supposed to be pumping air in our tires. We're about to go do something dangerous for you. You're supposed to be like putting wind in our sails, not right, not, right, right, not right, right. that.
3: You guys are kick-ass. I saw you fight. I believe in you. And uh, you're going to get some cool magic items. So, you know, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what a magic item is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just know what artifacts are. <laughs> anyway, so um, cool. So yeah, you guys look great. Are you guys ready to go to Donkeep? Cool. So you. Yeah. Can... I
0: we were going to Brian.
3: Oh, sorry. Yeah, Brian. My bad. You definitely. Can I to check my
1: keep. contour in the mirror before we um have? Sure.
3: Up. Yeah, check your contour in the mirror. Gun roll. Right. Check your dirt contour in the mirror.
1: Fuck me, it's a nine. Nine, Not
3: great. The dirt you like slept on it, and you didn't wipe it off your face, so it's a little bit in your, you know. Uh,
1: Yeah, got it. All right, not great.
3: Yeah. Okay, great. Um. So, anyways, there's a boat that you guys can borrow from the museum. If you go to the docks here, it's called the Field Boat. You can take it and uh, go to go to Brine Break.
0: Okay, Chuck, would you row us in this boat again? You were so cooperative last time.
4: You didn't put up an an ounce of fight. Just another silent nod from me, Nick. You can write that down. Silent, uncomplaining nod. I will use my big, powerful muscles to row all my beautiful babies to the place that we are going. Brian, just break, love, break, break, I just break, love. I just love the way you
2: you soldier on, Jack. Honestly, it's it's. You beautiful. have
4: never heard me complain once. Everything I say, I say with a heart full of love. Never shitty. Always pretty.
3: That's a ten. Also, I just if we ever have any listeners, like I wonder if they're gonna get this bit, but I love it. I'm here for it. Great. So you guys head down to. The docks, you find the field boat, which is very cleverly named, I should say. And Chuck happily rows you in service towards Brinebrake. Brinebrake, again, is one of the three primary spires. So um, it's one of the three primary spires, along with Rosecliff, where you just were, and Donkeep, which is where the body of Brushka is sort of centered. So that's like the religious HQ. And that's where you were imprisoned, in the pits of Donkeep. But Brian Break, So so Rosecliff, if you recall, is sort of like... Wealthy families, like political elites. Really like Very posh. Brine Break is sort of the the merchant elite. Like this is where all of the like shipping sailors, like any family who made it big in the shipping world, you know, because this is a port city. So lots of imports and exports here. So any, any of those families that kind of made it big and made a name for themselves and like mercantile, shipping lanes, seafaring, they live in Brine Break. So it's very like sailor heavy, very like, like not piratey because it's not like it's still middle class, so to speak. Right. But it is sort of that like ahoy, you were sailors here, but we're, you know, but we're merchant elite. And so you guys head over to Brine Break, make your way onto the island or onto the spire. Go ahead and give me a perception check, everybody in the group.
0: Um, I rolled a nat one minus zero, so that's zero.
3: Minus one, um, nice. I also
2: rolled a nat one plus five is six. So I, I walk into Hadley.
1: I rolled a nine and I didn't think that would be high, but. Uh...
4: I also rolled a nine.
1: So <laughs> wow. if we
4: Please. add ours together, <laughs> we're in business
3: are not paying attention and you see a crowd sort of amassing and you think to yourselves, Oh, we should go see what that crowd's doing. Guys.
1: I think we should see what that crowd's doing. I know we have a job to do, but like, I'm
0: curious. It's like a parade. I mean, I I
2: wouldn't normally say, let's look at this crowd, but it seems like we weren't paying attention and we already sort of walked
3: into it. Yeah. You're definitely just in the throng of it now. Yeah, for sure. You all see a giant stone wheel. So, this, so you're in sort of like a plaza, and in the center of the plaza is this giant stone wheel held up by two or like a number of very thick ropes um, hanging on a trellis above. This is what's called Breschka's Eye. And so, every spire has a Breschka's Eye, and it's this magical device where people can denizens of the church can utilize it to sort of broadcast something so sort of like a scrying stone but think like a big public event of scrying essentially it's
1: a billboard in times square
3: it's a billboard in times square but it's more like tv in times square got it it's a Um, fun propaganda machine it's a propaganda it's a propaganda machine and so propaganda. Is that how you say propaganda, our Italian speaker here? Do you know how to say propaganda in Italian? Not that. It's not propagates.
1: I'll look at I don't know now. what it is, but it's not that seems to be a theme.
3: I feel like any,
2: anything is Italian if you make a chef's kiss hand as you say it. But, yeah, right.
3: What, what the viewers, can, what the listeners can't see is me making the, you know. It's
0: literally the same word. It's a cognate.
3: Propaganda. So uh, as you guys are looking at the Breschkin eye, a Breschkin worshipper comes out and you see them kind of like do some fire dance, Burning Man hands. They pretend like they have glow sticks in it, but what they're doing is casting a spell on this big ornate stone. And you see the rocky surface of this sort of stone wheel is replaced with this like ripple of water that then becomes the image of a woman with long, pure white hair, just like bright white hair. And a topper head is a mitre. Uh, or is that how you say it? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's like it's a, a papal hat, a mitre. Okay, a topper head mitre. is a mitre. Whatever. It's like Lady
0: Gaga, a meat tray.
3: mitre. M I T R E.
0: I think it's a mitre and it's papal, not papal.
3: Didn't I say papal?
0: It, no. <laughs> I'm still on mitre.
3: It's a mitre. It looks like a papal hat. It's beautiful. Uh, no, Can you it's like Imagine okay. it's...
1: someone wearing a deli, tra- like a tray of deli meats like at a fucking a charcuterie, board. As a hat. A charcuterie yeah.
3: hat but yeah. a really shitty one okay well it's a meter and atop the meter is a or like not a, a, a top but on what is it what is it miter i tried to be cool by using a word i didn't know and this is why i'm a terrible dm yeah. and i think I'm this is why i'm
1: really proud of you for expanding like you're in a gr- you're in like a yellow zone for growing you know that's good
3: that's okay Shut the fuck Co- corporate called and they said that you're in a yellow zone for growth and they're very proud of you but also you're not growing fast enough so you know they're rating you as an average and giving you a warning Jenny this is why I think you'd be a good DM because you know all these words you read all these words all the time and um, I mean, I'm
0: also the same person who thought Hermione's name was pronounced Hermie one until I was like 15
3: but you also read a lot more now than you did back then right more or less Okay. Anyways, so a miter. So she's wearing a miter, and on the miter you see a golden sun with eight beams shining in cardinal and intercardinal directions. Her dress is a long flowing white robe emblazoned with sun gold streaks. This is Lady Lena Talon. You know her as the Primarch of Breschka. The Primarch is the highest rank of the Breschkin order. Some say that she has the ability to communicate with Breschka herself. The crowd was kind of like murmuring before, you know, the hush, like the crowd, the sound of a crowd kind of just like chittering or quietly chatting. Um, You hear that kind of like hush as they all place their focus entirely on the Primarch. And in a cold, calculated voice, Lena begins. Yesterday, a small band of heretics attacked the Silver Shore embassy. In their attack, they murdered members of the Hand of Breschka and set fire to the embassy. We believe that they have also abducted the ambassador. We believe strongly in our peace with Silvershore, and we are sending an immediate diplomatic envoy to ensure the peace remains stable. In the meantime, it is is Breška's will that these heretics are apprehended and granted her justice. The Hand of Breshka will be conducting mandatory searches of every home and every spire. And at sundown, curfew will be put in effect. If you are harboring these heretics, her mighty hand will find you. The names of the apostates are Hadley Lamb, Chuck Walla, Lark Lanthier, and Topper Mackleswain. And furthermore, if any homes are found with idolatry or otherwise anti-Breshkin propaganda, their property will be seized and will be brought to judgment by her hand. I serve but as a humble vessel for the great executioner. Know that my will is her will. Thank you. That is all. And you see the mirror ripples back out and she disappears. The crowd kind of starts to chat loudly and kind of a little bit aghast at the idea of curfews for sure. Yes, by the way. Moira Rose wedding scene from Shit's Creek is exactly what you should be picturing. So good job if that was the reference you picked up. You all hear that. And I'm actually going to need everybody to give stealth checks right now because you're in this crowd of people and they just said your names. Because you're looking el perfecto right now and you rolled a nat 20, I will give you advantage on these stealth checks. Oh,
0: good. Because I have a plus
1: zero. I got a 19.
2: I also rolled the 19.
4: I got a 17.
1: Wednesdays.
4: I got an eight, but I don't think that that should be held against me because I've been in like layered disguises, even if they recognize. That's true. The me who I am. Yes, exactly.
0: The lady should have said that it was the Duke Walla.
3: Great. So I will say that, um, it looks like people are starting to recognize Chuck because Chuck is lizard person, so it's a little bit easier to recognize. However, no. the rest of the party kind of shuffles around a little bit to give Chuck the look of a duke and um, is obscured from the rest of the, the people staring.
4: Not the look of a duke. The opposite of the look of a duke because that's what I was when I was committing my various sure. crime.
3: You look like a pleb now. Thank you. A plebeian. But the party helps you with their roles. Now what do you want to do?
0: Y'all, I did not think this would be how we became famous in this place. I think we should try to skedaddle and find Glammer McGlammer or whoever it is that has the drugs and we should skedaddle. I agree.
2: How, do, we don't have any boxes right now, do we? Oh, the, the crates are with Sir Sergallion. I said we'd
3: just make a run for it.
0: But not run, but like a yeah. casual walk for
1: it. Very casual walk for it.
3: Blending in. yeah. Like
0: we should look outraged, as outraged as everybody else. Yeah.
3: So as you walk through Brian Break, you see a lot of like fish stalls and like, you know, uh, sea booty and all sorts of like very nautical themed sort of like stores and stalls and all sorts of stuff like that. Lots of people wearing sailor hats and, um, you know, selling, like, particularly like, this whole area of people selling passage to other places. But you make your way up the spire towards where Lambert told you Sir uh, Galleon Galloway's was. And you make your way into Sir Galleon Galloway's. It is a large shop with a ship steering wheel as the O in Galleon. So it's Sir Galleon with the ship steering wheel as the O, Galloway. And then there's a galley boat sort of underneath it in wood um, up on this sign. And uh, you can walk inside.
1: I think we need to ask to speak to the manager, uh, Sir Galley and themself. Like, we absolutely cannot waste our time with, you know, middling managers. Like, we need to go straight to the top
2: yeah, and I think that's if anyone asks drugs. My name is Mopper Tackle Swain. in case anyone asks, I feel like we should use code names at this point just given the the situation.
1: I think that's a good idea. My yeah. name is Robin. Okay, the why. Oh,
0: excellent. The why the why's really doing it?
3: Are you dancing on your own?
0: Yeah, but you know,
3: inconspicuously.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we also should just like make sure we're, we pretend we actually work for the museum as opposed to like, hey, we're the we're the fake people who are going to take this for you. OK, great. Who um, wants to talk to Galleon? I'm feeling
1: slippery and amazing. Like I Go tell, for it, Rob. You know, great. Thank you. I walk up to, I assume, like a cashier.
3: Oh, you know. welcome to Sir Galleon's Galloway. Hello. How can I help you? Um,
1: what does their name check say?
3: Says Bob.
1: Enrique the second.
3: Enrique too.
1: Hello, Bob. I'm Robin. I work for the Field Museum, and uh, we're told there was a delivery that needs to be picked up.
3: Uh, oh, yeah, that's wonderful. That's the crates there in the back. Uh, you just go through that set of doors right there with the cool, uh, through that bead curtain to the back.
1: Incredible! Thank you so much, Bob.
3: Ahoy! Thanks for coming to Sir Galleon's Galloway.
1: Ahoy! I salute and turn away purposefully.
3: I uh,
2: I just want to say I've been to one of these stores with one of these bead curtains, and if there's any holes in the wall,
3: just stay away from them. It's for your own good.
1: <laughs> um,
3: as soon as you guys walk through the bead curtains into this larger back sort of store room, uh, you hear somebody yell, Ah, you there? What you doing?
1: Hi, we're from the Field Museum. We're here to pick up
3: a delivery.
1: Bob sent us back here.
3: Oh, yeah, that Bob great. told us. I'm, I'm Sir Galleon. What are your names?
1: Oh, Sir Galleon. So great to meet you. I'm Robin.
2: I'm Mopper.
0: Um, I'm Taft.
2: He looks.
3: Um,
0: and our last friend is a mute. So. He turns his head. I'm the strong silent
4: type.
3: <laughs> um, the strong silent type. Is that a name? What does that mean?
4: If you just break it down and it's into its component parts, I think you'll get it.
3: It's a family name, and we it. would appreciate you, if you could uh... you tell me more about that name. I don't understand.
4: You can call me Nick.
3: Uh, nice to meet you, Nick. Nice to meet you. I'm a strong silent type too, so I understand. All right. Well, you know, uh, yeah, just grab these are the crates right here. He points to them, and you just, Great. you know, you guys work for the museum, right? So yep. take them away. We know
1: exactly where it's going. Great. 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 pleasure doing okay. business with you have a lovely right. rest of your day
3: all right he is gonna roll an insight check and he rolls a four so he has no clue who you guys are amazing you guys grab we're the crate
0: can easy. we like peek in them and see what's in them not in front of him okay girl okay
1: we have a long oh,
3: trip and we're we still in the city oh, lots
1: wait of okay
3: Okay. I slap, <laughs> slap Hadley's hand. Slap Hadley's hand as she tries to open the crate. Uh, you got a crowbar. No. Um, so you guys need to make one more stealth check to get back down to the docks. Okay. Thirteen.
0: I rolled a, a nine.
3: And Hadley, you saw advantage. That's with advantage, right? That's
0: with advantage. Okay. Without advantage, it was a five. I have rolled a six.
3: And sorry, Lark, what did you roll? Clark got a 16. All right. By the skin of sounds your like teeth, a win. You guys pass the stealth check.
0: The math is mathing. Here we go. The math,
3: maths. You pass the group's stealth check and you make your way to the docks. As you get to the docks, you see Beatrice Clement. She is checking. No, you killed Bertie Clement, oh. Beatrice's triplet sister. You see Beatrice Clement checking the registries of ships coming in out of the port. She's got a number of grippers with her who are sort of like also checking the list. And then if there's any inconspicuous, like, you know, she's like, they bring her the questions, basically. So what do you guys want to do? Question.
1: This is a spire. Yes. Does that mean that it is totally disconnected from the mainland?
3: Yeah. You would have to get on the boat and then boat your way to the mainland, to the mainland. And then there's... You know, depending on where you land on the mainland, you might have to do different things.
1: Okay. And we still have the Field Museum rowboat?
3: You do have the Field Museum boat. Yeah, the field boat.
1: Great. And is the, was there, like, a crew, or did we just, like, hop in and start rowing?
3: You started rowing. Okay. These are all... Like, um, most of the vessels that go interspire here are pretty small. Mm-hmm. There are big galleys and big ships, but those are mostly ones that are going intercontinental.
1: Cool. Then I assume we just kind of make our way to our little rowboat and should a inquisitor inquire um i would just hand them the paperwork that was um stapled to the crate
3: clever yes there was in fact paperwork stapled to the crate and there is in fact a gripper waiting to inquis about what y'all are doing um and so that gripper stops you and says uh pipers papers and registration please and you hand them what was on the crate. Go ahead and roll a deception check. I will let one person in the group choose who that will be. And you can roll with advantage.
0: Okay. I have a plus five to deception.
3: Sounds like it's you. Then. You've got a
0: six. All right. Take it away. Lark.
3: Nice Ooh. metagaming nerds. Thanks.
0: You can't kid. tell us one of you do it and pick carefully. And no, expect I we're yeah. This be is like, the
3: kind of thing that I want you to metagame on. Robin yeah. is
0: taking the lead anyway.
3: Faye wanders by the way at level three got this really cool passive where they can add their wisdom modifier to the charisma checks in addition to charisma so she just got that and it's kind of busted
1: well even rolling with advantage i only got a 16 but it's okay. like a really
3: deceptive 16 uh, these grippers have a minus two so we're gonna roll insight to see if they see through your deception So six minus two is a four well this all checks out uh, have a good day. If you see the fugitives, please let us know. And they hand you a stack of four bills that say wanted on them. And they have charcoal sketches of people on them. Great.
1: we Will do. When we're on the boat, I would like to see how hot the sketches are. Yes.
2: I'm already Great. actively commenting on it as we're walking past the guards. It's like, wow, these guys are pretty hot.
3: <laughs> I know, aren't they?
2: Too bad they're heretics.
3: Otherwise, I'd you know.
1: I know, right? Real deal
3: breaker. Anyway, have a great day.
0: Goodbye.
3: Anyways, have a great day. Okay. Wonderful. So you guys make it to the boat, uncaught, unnoticed, and you start rowing towards the inland. Okay. Um, So you guys get in the boat and uh, Chuck is happily rowing again, I assume. Smile on Chuck's face. Um, And you make your way toward the inland coast which is marked by a large line of tall trees. As you close in on the shore, you realize that it is no shore at all. Uh, The sea narrows between large, extensive roots and trees tower above. Large channels of seawater head inward into groves of trees, and you see all sorts of wildlife living amongst these mangroves. And so you're sort of like in a mangrove, swamp sort of situation, so it's still brackish water, and you're sort of in between all these trees and everything, what I need you guys to do is roll for where the tides are at right now. So one person is going to pick uh, and just roll a luck check, to we're going to figure out if it's low tide or high tide right now, which doesn't make a difference. So who wants to do the roll?
1: I think Chuck
4: should, because
3: Chuck, Chuck's rowing. Chuck's rowing. Are there any manatees? There may be. God, is that I hope a so.
4: separate roll, or is that the same roll?
3: No, just roll a d20. <laughs>
4: Okay, so that was a one. So that was for the manatees. Okay, now let me do the luck check. Okay, it's
3: a 10. Okay, so you're right on the cusp of low tide becoming high tide. So it is the easiest time to navigate. So nice, nice, smooth and over with rolling the two rolls there and letting me go. No manatees, but it's becoming high tide. Great. So how this is going to work is you guys need to navigate through these mangroves to get to the actual short like the actual land right so what i'm going to have you guys do is roll survival checks and it could be one person on the on the group and they can have advantage each survival check is going to get you closer to your destination there is an overall like goal that you need to hit for the rolling and every time you roll above a certain threshold it will reduce that you're not rolling to figure out like Where are you going? Because you obviously know the general direction. The problem with mangroves is that you might go down a channel of water um, and it seems promising. And then suddenly it's a dead end and you're kind of stuck and you have to backtrack and go down another channel. So you're navigating, you're rolling survival checks to kind of see how you're doing in that mangrove situation. So who is going to be rolling the survival checks for the group with advantage? Also, every time you roll a survival check, there will also be a encounter check along with that.
0: Emily, okay. what's your survival modifier? Mine is a plus one. It looks like Topper and Lark's are plus three, and Emily's also plus one. Okay, so either Lark or Topper.
3: Well, you guys can also alternate. So That's true. I'll alternate. I'll go first. Go for okay. It. Okay, great. It's a, a big twelve. So twelve does progress you further. It doesn't roll like with... do a bunch. Sorry,
1: but... did you say roll with advantage or no?
3: Oh yeah, I did say roll with advantage. It's a big seventeen. Uh... Great. Cool. So then go ahead and give me a counter check. That's a 1D20. And Hadley, you can give that to me.
0: That's a nine.
3: That's a nine. You are going through one of these channels and you see a young lady sitting on one of the mangroves, um, sort of on the roots. And she's, um, her hair is wet and glistening and she's like kind of washing it with something and combing it. She says, well, hello there. How are you? Can I cast Detect Magic?
2: Uh, Sure. All right. I have cast Detect Magic. Uh, For the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you could use your action to see a faint aura um, and then learn the school of magic.
3: Um,
2: Cool. Do I see anything?
3: Uh, Yeah. So as soon as you get within 30 feet of her, do you see that she has illusion magic surrounding her? I don't see this.
1: Hi! Hi! How are you?
3: Hey! You're uh, hey, very she, hot. How are yeah, you? Yeah. Hey, Lark. Hey, hey, Lark. Hey, I hey, like oh oh
2: Yeah. Uh, not, not, not what she looks like. That's not what she
3: looks like.
1: What hot? She looks hot to me.
3: She's not. She's not. Are you saying I don't look hot?
1: Yeah, man. She's hot
2: i mean it's magic it's it's not real she de- she she's doesn't
1: cast a spell on me
2: yeah i think i'm very hot and i think it's rude to call somebody not hot i do it all the time as my job um so you could sort of stay out of it thank you i think we should probably keep going she's gonna cast hold
3: person on you topper. so i need oh, you topper to roll a is uh, a wisdom saving throw. I believe it is a wisdom saving. Guys, throw I yes. am and,
0: stunned that the siren in the pool is not a good person. Uh, that's and a everything. fifteen.
3: Everyone else can roll a uh, can roll initiative for me. Uh, fifteen pass the check. Okay, uh, it does. Yes, Treat.
0: I rolled an eighteen. Okay, thirteen for Lark.
2: Seventeen initiative for Topper. <laughs> okay.
3: Ten. Okay. Topper, 17. Hadley got 18. Okay, Hadley, you see her, uh, the illusion fades, Uh and you see a green-skinned, big-nosed, wart, crunchy black hair, scaly woman um, in place of the woman that was there, and she clearly just casts a spell on Topper.
0: Ew, okay. I'm... Going to Firebolt. Okay. (laughs) Sounds great. Okay, let's see. Um, 15 to hit?
3: 15 uh, hits.
0: Okay. So that's 1d10 fire. Hold on, sorry. That is 5 fire damage.
3: Uh, Cool. What does your Firebolt look like?
0: It looks like Good bolt to fire. Um wow. It looks like the same one that burned down Ambassador Shin's house that incredible absolutely nothing from. Um Wonderful. I think it's pretty like it looks like a like a cartoon meteor, like where it's like a big ball of fire with like sort of a flaming tail on the end.
3: Very cool. Okay, uh that's top percent.
2: Yeah, not super thrilled. Then I was just almost paralyzed. So I think I'm going to cast.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, before you do that, you as you start your turn in front of her, um, Hadley, I apologize. You see horrific appearance. Any humanoid that starts this turn within 30 feet of the hag Mm. and can see the hag's true form must make a DC 11 wisdom saving throw. So I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me.
0: I wouldn't say that's my strong suit. Well, luckily, it's only an 11. Well, I have a minus one, so.
3: Well, that's still decent odds, but not perfect odds.
0: A twelve!
3: Hey, by the yeah, there skin you of go. my nuts,
0: I'm not scared of this hack.
3: Wonderful. Um, and so that would then be Topper's turn. And Topper, before you take your turn, I apologize. We need to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Another wisdom saving throw. That's yes. an eleven. Uh, you succeed in passing the wisdom saving throw. Go cool. ahead. It is your turn. Uh Yeah, I'm not afraid of this lady, so I'm going to
2: cast Guiding Bolt. It's a 19 to hit. That hits? That's 13 radiant damage. Cool. What did your Guiding Bolt look like? I think it's very celestial. Like, uh it kind of looks like a shooting star
3: as it comes out of my hands. Fucking rad. Super cool. See so the shooting star comes out of this bunny boy's hands. And as it hits the hag, you notice that she's glowing kind of iridescently, like, star sparkles around her. So on the next attack roll made against it, that person has advantage. And so that is going to be Lark, your turn. Wisdom save? Yes, thank you. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. As you gaze upon the horror. What is, sorry, what'd you get? 14. That passes.
1: The spell is broken and now I want to give her my hair routine because hers is not working. Okay. I'm going to try and shoot the sea witch. Okay, I rolled a 10. Oh, wait, with advantage. Thanks, guiding bolt. All right, 17.
3: 17 hits. How much damage should you do?
1: Cool. Well, I got this cool new ability. It's called Dreadful Strikes. I can do a 1d4 psychic damage
3: once per turn. Cool. Psychic so. damage. What is that? Like, how do you flavor this?
1: I think, I don't know if Lark understands it, but I think there's some, like, Genasi trickery afoot. Like, I don't know if it, if the arrow just, like, is has extra whistling or, like, what it is yet, but it, it's, it's almost like a little mosquito in your ear. Mm-hmm. It's not super painful, but it is annoying and, like, you The just buzz in your head. Yeah, it's like, what is that? Okay. Okay, so six piercing damage and four psychic damage. And that is my
4: turn.
3: Okay, and that brings us to Chuck. Chuck, can you make a wisdom saving throw at the beginning of your turn, please?
4: I would love to do that, and thank you very much for reminding me. And I found it, and it's a 14.
3: That is a save, so you can take your turn.
4: How far away are we from her?
3: Uh, you're, like, in a boat, and she's on this mangrove. I would say that you're within 30 feet, but let's say maybe, like, 20 feet away at this point.
4: Where I really shine is um.
3: You can use your movement to pull the boat a little closer to her if you want.
4: Uh, because I am rowing the boat. So You're rowing
3: the boat. That I could say
4: I could say fuck all, y'all. We're getting over there. Can I just row past her?
3: You can definitely keep rowing past her.
4: I'll let me just if keep you, this rowing. This is like we were supposed to have learned from the cat. And let me, just yeah, <laughs> just keep rowing row past. Also. Yeah, Nick, if you made this like a sphinx or something, I'd be over there. But this is a cool. mean lady. So you can
3: use your you can row you can use your movement to row 30 feet, and then you can use your action to row another 30 feet, like sort of dash basically with the row. Yeah,
4: I'm gonna. Um. Um. So you, um, um, um let's just go.
3: Okay, great. You're 80 feet away from her. It is her turn, and she yells. Hey, wait, you're supposed to stay. Um, She is going to cast one spell um, that she can cast at 100 feet range, which is Lightning Bolt. Um, And she is going to cast that at a fifth level. She's going to cast that at uh, Hadley. Um, So, Hadley, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. It is a DC 11.
0: Oh, no. I have a plus zero. That's a 14.
3: Great, Hadley, uh, a lightning bolt shrinks across the surface of the water as she cackles maniacally. Um, you do take half damage, so you take 25 but halved to 13 points of damage. This bitch! Um, oh, it's interesting. Each creature in a line must make a dexterity saving throw. I think all of you are gonna have to make a dexterity saving throw because you're on a boat and it's like a rowboat.
2: <laughs> well, in a strange twist, I rolled a one on my dexterity
3: saving throw, and I am out. Uh, Topper gets hit by the lightning and is knocked unconscious. Chuck gets hit by the lightning and takes 25 points of damage, is not knocked unconscious.
1: I rolled an eight, but I have resistance to lightning damage as an Air Genasi.
3: Nice. So you take half damage, so you'll take um, 13 points of damage.
1: Thank God, because that absolutely would have
2: dropped me. Jesus I actually, Christ. I thought it was going to drop me. I have 27 health now, so I have two health. That's
1: 27?
3: Great. Yeah.
1: Tough little bunny boy.
3: All right, so know? everybody is up, um, though greatly wounded from the lightning bolt that shot across. Um, Chuck, I assume you keep rowing.
0: Yeah, but I'm big med. Can I just shoot her once with Eldritch Blast since I'm still in range and it's my turn?
2: Yeah, I'm no setting another guiding bolt her way, oh, too.
0: Hell yeah, I'm going to blast this bitch. Okay, hold on. We're we going blast. A nine.
3: Uh, nine does not hit.
0: Oh, well, I'm a little scorched a little bit from the lightning, but okay.
3: Does an okay, 11 covers. hit? It does not. <laughs> Fuck. Look, you can shoot your bow. I think your bow's range is 120, right?
1: I mean, I can check if you'd like.
3: Yeah, I think Actually, you can shoot no idea. 120 and then up to 600 with disadvantage.
1: Cool. Great, sure. That fucking hurts. So I would like to shoot her. Sure. Okay, I rolled
3: a nine. <laughs> uh, so you guys have to dodge half dodge this lightning bolt, miss a bunch of times. Um, it's then Chuck's turn, who I assume takes you out of range.
4: Yeah, um, bye. Let's go. I'm gonna and, and we're gonna keep going and I'm gonna take my last healing potion because you've said that we've got more encounters set up.
3: As you guys continue down, you hear a cackling. "Ah, I'll get you. (laughs) Dope. Uh, Cool. So, yeah, you guys want to do anything before you roll your next survival check. Now is the time to do it. Can we take a short rest? You can absolutely take a short rest.
2: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's
0: the weirdest place
1: you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office.
3: As a DM, burning your resources is one of the most fun things I can do. Yeah.
1: Congratulations.
3: So, Laura, so oh, what it,
2: Who who has fifth level spells
3: at this point?
1: A sea hag, bitch.
3: A sea hag. I don't like that. She's weak, though. I mean, you guys like could have killed her very easily.
1: Well,
0: maybe if we'd hit. On she our fried second our shit round. so fast.
3: She just. You guys were in a line too, so it was just bad luck. On that note. Woof. Um, okay, so Lark, give me a, a survival check with advantage for the partay.
1: Um Okay, with advantage, thank God. That's a nat one and a 19.
3: We will take the 19, sir. Oh, um, yeah. Great. Um, and then why don't you give me an encounter check? Who gave me the last one? Hadley. Chuck is not at their computer. Oh, Chuck is there. I see Chuck. Chuck, give me a D20.
4: I'm here, why would you think that I would just walk away because while we were you' playing
3: D? You walk away from D D all the time?
4: I have Bluetooth headphones in. I'm always listening, just like I, Santa Claus. I,
3: but are you always watching too?
4: Nine. We just do nine?
3: Nine is the Sea hag, but you've already encountered the Sea hag, so you have a nice, smooth yeah. journey oh, where you so encountered nothing. Chuck, a little injured from the thing can
2: only row in one direction and brings us around (laughs) Around back to the sea hag (laughs) Uh,
3: Topper, go ahead and give me a surround check with advantage That's a 13 Uh, Wonderful, Hadley, give me a a counter check
0: Okay, I'm really rooting for a 9 That's a nat 20
3: Wonderful We pass
0: a little store handing out free samples (laughs) of healing potions
3: um yeah nothing it's happened
0: a little lemonade stand with yes. little to-go baskets
2: yeah there's uh, a there's a marathon
3: uh going on and yes. you drive past one of those people with come gel on, packs and waters
0: something for a nat 20 yeah,
3: there is something you get for a nat 20 okay. it makes your survival check dc lower
4: Woo-hoo! so oh, um the on, overall vomitous. number
3: you need to accomplish for the survival check has gone down
4: Pausing. so
3: lark give give me our group survival check here i'm glad that that nat 20 was yes. somewhat yes. consequential. <laughs>
4: I yeah, am it wasn't as
0: important her. as the jumpsuit but still
3: I've rolled I've rewarded both of her nat 20s so I'm a good um, okay. DM if I don't name things okay
0: With advantage
1: I got a 3 and a 4 so that's a 7 total
3: Okay unfortunately anything under 10 does not progress your right. thing and actually under 10 means that you need to roll two encounter checks and I will pick the one that I want you to do Woof Um, so Chuck, go ahead and roll two D twenties for me. And I will pick the one that I want you guys to do
4: that 20 and nine. I am channeling the heart of the cards.
3: Good job. You boy. There's a 17 and a 15. I, you were so lucky that falls within the same range. Um, so you guys are going along and you see a little, um, head pop up out of the water and it looks like kind of like an otter. But then it has a big fat body, um, and you see a manatee kind of swimming along with you. And then you look at the other side, and you see another manatee, and they're kind of just swimming along with you. You've got two manatees swimming Seek with you right us. now. See oh guys. It's, it's
0: incredible. So
3: can one of them be named Philip? Because I once, uh, I once adopted a manatee named Philip. You can name whatever the hell you want, brother. Uh, okay, great. So that's going to be uh, back to Topper for your survival check. Oh, and by the way, Lark. Because you're trying to do survival check and you didn't roll so well, it means that you were yeah. like, let's go that way. And you go down into like this section and it's just a complete dead end. So you guys have to backtrack.
0: It's a bit. not a dead end. We met man. We
1: saw manatee. Yeah.
3: There you it go. It didn't
1: get us closer to the shore, but it did get us manatees. So that still feels like good for
3: me. That's positivity right there. Uh, with advantage, that's going to be a 13. All right, your survival check is getting lower. The mangrove forest is looking, like the channels are getting smaller and smaller so you can tell there's like less water flowing in so you know you're getting closer to inland. Go ahead and give me a D20 Hadley for your survival check.
0: That's a three.
3: Okay, you are still rolling with these manatees and then suddenly Mm. you see uh, an explosion. Don't kill the
1: manatees, Nicholas.
0: You Um, already made us kill household pets in the shape of dogs and cats, if you kill Philip... We didn't kill the cat,
3: technically. Um, yeah, okay, we, we, we didn't
0: kill the cat. Oh, wait, yeah, we, we did, did kill
3: the cat. ...is riding along with you, and then Philip quickly seems to dart away, and you don't know what happened, and the uh, other manatee follows. Shortly after that, you see a fin sort of pop up over the water and start to circle your boat, and then you see a second fin and a third fin start to encircle your boat. I need everybody to roll initiative. Oh,
0: is it no. shark week?
3: Week. Burr, it's shark week? It's a shark
0: week. I rolled an 11. Okay. Lark got an 18. I really like sharks. This is another rough one for me.
3: Lark, did you say 18?
0: Yes.
2: I'm keeping it consistent. That's another 17 on initiative.
4: Rolled a 13. Are these nurse sharks, or are they like Killer whales. What kind these of These are great.
3: These are reef sharks. I'm just glad that my symbolically adopted manatee Philip got away. Yeah, only because you guys threw a fit about it. I was about to make blood in the water.
1: Oh my god, manatees? You would kill an endangered species? Yeah, can you care. monster? This is a fake You're world. You're in Florida right now, bitch.
3: It's a fake world. This isn't a real world.
0: They're real to me. You, real had to us, me. you had us kill the breed of dog I own.
3: It was not intentional. All right, onward. Uh, So as these uh, sharks begin to encircle you, the first shark rams into your boat and then tries to jump upward into it. It is going to make a bite attack on Chuck. Um, They have pack tactics because there's a group of them, so they have advantage on their attack rolls. And that is six piercing damage on you, Chuck, as this shark jumps out of the water and takes a bite of you and jumps back into the water. It is then the second Reef Shark's turn. It is going to do the same thing. It's going to jump up out of the water and take a bite attack on one of you. Would you say that when it
2: falls back into the water, it leaves our sphere of influence, a.k.a. we can make
3: opportunity attacks on it? Ooh. No, they have reach. So this is just oh. me flavoring reach. All right. But I like, I like your thinking. Um, this is going to attack Topper. <laughs> oh, that, uh, that feels,
0: that feels is, retributive.
3: Yeah, this this doesn't feel random anymore. Topher takes nine points of piercing damage is one of these sharks bites, jumps up and bites, and then that is going to be Lark's turn.
1: Great. I'm glad that it be, was pretty definitive that the sharks were bad, because if I had gone first, I don't know what I would have done. Okay, great. I think I would like to cast Hail of Thorns on myself. Okay. And then I would like to shoot an arrow on the shark. Oh, certainly. So
3: that our viewers know what the hell it is.
1: Um, the next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack before the spell ends, the spell creates a rain of thorns that sprouts from your ranged weapon or ammunition. In addition to the normal effect of the attack, the target of the attack and each creature within five feet of it much, must make a dexterity saving throw. Creature takes 1d10 piercing damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Okay. So I would like to shoot an arrow at a shark that is with other sharks.
3: Sure. Uh, yeah, you can hit two. Great. Uh, so dexterity saving throw for two of them. Shark A and Shark B. Sorry, they don't have advantage. I'll say they both failed because I rolled a 10 and a an
1: Um, Okay, cool. So that's a 26 to hit.
3: Okay, that hits.
1: Okay, so the first shark will take the 1d8 plus 3 plus one D4 psychic damage, which is nine piercing and two psychic damage. Okay. And then rolling a D10. Do they both take the D10 of piercing or just the second one? Oh, the target of the attack and each creature.
3: Yeah, so two of
1: them. So should I just roll one D10? Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you for just making a decision. Yep. Great, that's seven more piercing damage.
3: Okay, damn, you fuck one shark up pretty good. And the other one takes a good amount of damage. Nice. Um, and that's going to be uh, to Popper's turn. All righty then.
2: I'm just going to cast Guiding Bolt again. Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll, let me Thunder Wave. I'm going thunder to wave. Thunder Wave. So Wave of Thunder is four sweeps out from, uh, from you. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make constitution saving throws so spell save dc is 13 great one fails two succeed or sorry two
3: fail one succeed i got it
2: on a failed save creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you on a successful save um they take half damage and isn't pushed i would ask uh you know what never mind i'm not gonna ask uh 2d8 so that's 12 damage so
3: two of them take 12 and then one takes six Great. The one that was pretty grievously injured by Lark, you kill outright. You see it gets blown back into a mangrove and impaled by one of the mangrove roots. And it's just killed a shark, man. It's really horrible, you animal killer. Yeah, well, guess Um, what? That shit was for Philip. That was for (laughs) Philip. And the other two, one of them looks pretty bad and one of them looks hurt pretty bad. Um, That is the third one's turn. It's going to move close to its buddy and then it is going to take a bite attack with advantage because of Pack Tactics on Hadley. Wouldn't it a- be
2: 10 feet away from its buddy, though?
3: It can move, though, in the right. water. so,
2: like, wouldn't it move 10 feet to us to get there and not be within 10 feet of its buddy to get Pack Tactics?
3: Right, but it can move on its turn. and has a swim speed of 40. Right, I guess, does, does,
2: how does Pack Tactics work? Do they have to be next to their buddy? Within or is, five feet. Yeah, so they would be 10 feet away. They'd be 10 feet away from their buddy because they got pushed away and they have to come. But so the they first- can move. 40 feet on their turn. All right. Yeah, I guess it's an order of operations thing that I'm thinking of. So like he would move 10 feet to us. They would not move at the same time since they're not
3: taking their turns at the same time. Right. Okay, got it. But the one that you didn't, the other one is the one that succeeded and didn't get back. Well, that makes sense. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Okay, that's why I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I
2: I thought, the. yeah. Okay, so I threw the one away. You you
3: thought two were getting pushed away. Right, I understand what you're saying. The one that is still near the boat succeeded on saving on your, on your saving throw. So that one is still there. It took half damage, so it's still chilling. Gotcha, that makes sense, sorry. Yep. No, you're good. I, I, I that was the detail that made sense in my head, but it didn't orally tell you that. So how would you know what I was talking about? Theater of the mind. It's funny, cool. So Hadley is gonna take an attack here. Unfortunately, I crit. Yeah, I um, and so Hadley takes 10 points of piercing damage.
0: Oh, that could have been a lot worse.
3: Could have been a lot worse. Could have been 16.
4: That sucked.
3: And then that is going to be Chuck's turn.
4: Is there anything that my natural affinity with animals can do to convince them to stop biting me?
3: Probably not. These are sharks and you're a lizard, so different families. So we have a lot
4: in common because we're both, I want to say,
3: cold-blooded non-
4: non-mammals?
3: I think the only trait that you share is that you're both cold-blooded.
4: I don't really have any sort of attack available to me without just getting in the water and swimming around with them and biting them right back.
3: That's not true. Your tail attack has a 10-foot reach.
4: My tail attack?
3: Also, don't you have javelins you could poke them with? So let's read about Chuck's new abilities, everybody.
4: Everybody, including and especially
3: me. And especially the fucking person playing it. Form of the beast. When you enter your rage, you can transform, revealing the beastial power within you. Until the rage ends, you manifest yes, a natural please. weapon. It counts as a simple melee weapon for you, and you add strength modifier to the attack. You can choose between bite, claws, and tail. Each one has an additional effect. Um, okay. Bite, you can heal. Every time you bite, you, like, leech energy from them. Claws, if you claw one, you can claw with the other hand. So you can do two attacks. And tail, you have 10-foot reach.
4: Okay. I'll tail the bastard. Great. Because I'm in a rage. Now I'm raging. So I'm tailing the bastard.
3: Um, you guys see Chuck's tail, like, grow a little bit? Like, it grows a couple of feet. And it gets spikier and, like, more painful looking. Chuck, you feel more control over your tail than you've ever felt in your life.
4: Yeah. And so you know what? I'm going to roll a d8. Twenty four.
3: Uh, that's a that is that a crit, Chuck? Hell yeah! Great. Um, so excited for a crit. <laughs> so
4: five plus eight.
3: Cool. You do thirteen points of damage and you outright kill one of the sharks. Um, your tail goes into the water and you just impale one of the sharks. Um, and murder it.
4: Okay, but I still have my movement, right?
3: You still have your movement, yeah.
4: <laughs> so I'm just gonna keep going. Okay. Up.
3: Um. Also. By the way, something cool about the tail now that you have it out is if a creature you can see within 10 feet of you hits you with an attack roll, you can use your reaction to swipe your tail and roll a D8, applying a bonus to your armor equal to the number rolled, potentially causing the attack to miss you. So it's like a shield effect or like a one-time shield effect with your tail, which is really cool. Chuck turning
2: into a scorpion who is also notably not a mammal? Pretty much.
3: Hadley.
0: Okay, so there's only one left and it's pretty fucked up, right? Pretty
3: fucked up, yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to just try to Eldritch Blast it. That's a crit.
3: Ooh. All right, well go ahead and roll Ooh. your damage, but You're going to kill this thing.
0: You've got three.
3: That, Holy that shit. That is
0: 18 damage. Uh, Holy God.
3: You murder the shark.
0: Yeah, buddy. And I'm going to use Dark One's Blessing. So since I've reduced it to zero hit points, I'm going to gain temporary hit points from the kill.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's I'm equal to your ten. Warlock level, plus your... It's
0: Charisma Modifier, so it's six.
3: Plus your Warlock level, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's three for the Charisma Modifier, three for the Warlock level, so six points of health.
3: Yeah, and it's it's um, temporary health, too, so it can you can go above your max health.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm working off that bite, the crit bite that I got, but <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Cool. So who rolled the last survival check?
0: Copper did.
3: Okay, so uh, Lark, give me a survival check with advantage, please. 19. Okay, dang, very good. You sense that you're getting very, very, very close to finding the coastline at this point, uh, the true inland coast moment. But Mm -hmm. go ahead and give me an encounter check, Chuck. The answer
4: to your question is a number two.
3: Great. So that is not particularly great. You guys are going down a path and you see a swarm of insects that are sort of flying above. As soon as they sort of spot you, they start flying towards you. I need everybody to make uh, constitution saving throws. Thirteen. Okay.
1: Lark got a six.
3: So this is a bot fly swarm. So topper
1: oh god those are so fucking They're gross
3: really so gross. gross oh topper chuck and lark sadly you you three have been infested with um botfly swarm larvae.
1: oh gross Ew. oh my god i know someone who this happened to them and it like still skews me the fuck
3: out oh sorry to bring real life too close to the Ugh. the thing so you are, like, assaulted by this, assailed by this swarm of horrible insects, and you feel them, like, laying eggs in your dermises. That is going to be... Uh, have. Uh, sorry, Topper, go ahead and give me a survival check uh, with advantage to try to get out of here. That's a 17. Awesome. You guys make it to shore... And you have made it through the mangrove. I do need one final encounter check from Hadley. As we're
2: getting to this final encounter check, can I wild shape and push the bugs out of my skin?
3: Uh, Sure, yeah. You want to wild shape and try to push them out. You can absolutely do that. Go ahead and give me another constitution saving throw. Uh, 19. Great. You are able to push them out. However, you do take... Three points of constitution damage so what that means is that your constitution modifier your, your constitution score has been lowered by three so,
2: so i'm at
3: 12 constitution instead of 15 now yes and note that you're usually at 15 because when you take a long rest you can restore it to 15 but for now you are at 12. gotcha
0: um on the encounter check i rolled a two which is the bot flies once Great. again
3: so you um don't see anything it seems like you're in the clear in front of you you see a stretch of sort of swampy land but no more mangroves um and you guys have made it inland and escaped Loch mar and that is where we did it and our episode i solved your fly puzzle
4: we did it perfect
0: success no errors
3: gross Just say, don't just say patreon.com slash role models.
4: No, I'm doing it my way.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. No one's going to be listening by the time you finish your way. No one's
4: listening to this. Sarah's editing it out. My boyfriend
1: is listening to this.
4: H-T-T-P-S colon forward slash forward slash Patreon. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N for the people like me who didn't know. Dot forward slash R-O-L-L-M-O-V-E. L-S.